Live from Southern California, this is the Jim Rome Show. If you are getting ready for work in Foxborough this morning, then your name is definitely not Bill you're Belichick. Getting ready for work right now, if you're, you're getting ready for work Doug right Collins. now, then you're probably not Doug Bill Collins. Belichick. If you're getting ready for work right now, then you're probably you're getting hood. ready for work right now, then you're probably Bill not Bill Belichick. Work right now, then you're probably the hood man. You're getting ready for work right now. That's right, Mister No Days Off can now take off as many days as he wants. However, his old boss, and that sounds weird to say, his old boss Bob Kraft took no days off. He took no days off in naming a successor to Mr. No Days Off. How weird is that? How weird is the whole thing? Even if we knew it was coming, how weird is it that it's here? Because fewer than 24 hours after the Hoodman's Patriots departure, there is already an heir to the Mumbler's throne. In fact, come to find out, That successor apparently was predetermined and contractually sealed a long time ago. Gerard Mayo is reportedly the new head coach of the Patriots. They haven't announced it per se, at least not officially publicly, or introduced him as such yet, but there are all sorts of reports stating the obvious. So he becomes the new youngest head coach in the NFL, and he now has maybe the hardest job in the NFL. Because he isn't just following and replacing the GOAT. He's replacing the GOAT with no QB, a totally barren roster, and a giant question mark as to who is going to run that front office and how they will run that front office. So, congrats to Gerard Mayo. And good luck to Gerard Mayo. This is a really huge job and a really hard job for a dude with no head coaching experience, no assistant coaching experience outside of the Hoodman. And we all know about the Hoodman's rotting coaching tree. I'm not saying there's not a lot to like about Mayo. There is. There is. And I'll get to it. But I do have one question. The question being, a lot of you are probably asking, what happened to Mike Vrabel? It's a legitimate question with a somewhat surprising answer. What happened to Mike Vrabel is that he was never actually part of the equation. According to reports, the Pats never even spoke with Vrabel. According to reports, the Pats never even talked to a single other candidate. They didn't have to because they had a contract with somebody already on staff. Bob Kraft already had a succession plan in place, and he worked that succession plan And that succession plan apparently always centered around one man, Gerard Mayo. As Ian Rappaport put it on the X, quote, While so much of the focus was on Mike Vrabel, the internal focus for the Patriots was always on Gerard Mayo. It was written into his contract that he would be the successor to Bill Belichick. Now he will be. Rappaport also says that the Pats already communicated their succession plan to the league before the season even started, which is why they were not required to interview any other candidates. So they didn't. They didn't even talk to anybody else. They didn't even gauge anybody else's interest. They had their guy. They worked their plan. Now, what's interesting about their plan, it was supposed to be reportedly a two-year plan. But then it turned into a one-year plan when the hood man bottomed out completely. So my reaction to this is, on the one hand, I respect Kraft's process. I respect that Kraft trusted his process. I respect that Kraft wanted to promote from within and reward a young dude who had paid his dues in the building that they all respected. I respect that he wanted to honor his agreement with Mayo. That he told him, you're the guy. It's just hard for me to sit here today and argue that Mayo is the best possible coach that they could have hired, considering he has never coached a game in the NFL in his career. And at the same time, there's somebody out here who is available, who is a proven commodity and a Patriots legend. It's hard to imagine a scenario actually played out where the Hoodman was pushed aside and Mike Vrabel was available. And not only did Vrabel not get the job, he didn't even get a call. Gentry. Even Gentry can't believe that. 
Gentry. I mean, I'll say this. I can't imagine that Bob Kraft ever imagined the possibility or envisioned this scenario when he crafted that succession plan. Or his plan, I would imagine, would have been different. And look, I don't even know how challenging it would be for Kraft to get out of that contractual agreement with Mayo. Maybe he doesn't want to. Maybe he thinks he got the right guy. Maybe he thinks that Mayo ultimately is going to turn out to be a better coach than Vrabel. I'm not saying that's impossible. I don't know. I don't know. But that's my take. I don't know. I don't know. I know what you're getting in Vrabel. I don't know what you're getting in Mayo. I I understand buying in and buying stock in him. You know, really good player, really good leader, really good communicator, young, energetic. I mean, there's a lot to like about that guy. But there are a lot of question marks, too, because, again, he has never been a head coach in the NFL and never been an assistant anywhere other than under the hood. And the hood crashed and burned. We know what we're getting in Vrabel. You know exactly what you're getting. A proven commodity, one of the most well-respected coaches in the league, and a dude already beloved in New England, and a dude well-versed in all things Patriot way. And somebody who left the family, and unlike every other branch on that rotting tree, had success. All these things are true, but they also don't really matter to Bob Kraft, because Kraft apparently had made up his mind already, a long time ago, at least a year ago, actually, when he put it in Mayo's contract that he would get the job. So, good luck, my man. Good luck, Gerard, because it's a huge job, a tough job, and let's face it, now it's a crappy job. The job sucks. sucks Why do I say that? Because the team is devoid of talent. And why is the team devoid of talent? Because Hood. The team has no QB. The team has no front office leadership. Not yet. And no matter what he does, Mayo, if he doesn't produce six Lombardis, or three, or two, or even one, how is he ever going to measure up to the dude he's succeeding? Not that anybody could, but a guy who's never, ever coached as a head coach in that league. I'm kind of curious about the Hood. I wonder how much Hood knew about the succession plan. Did he sign off on Mayo? Was the Hood aware that Kraft had his replacement all set up and actually inked into a contract? I have to think so, right? There's no way this guy could be that good of an actor because they were acting like it was okay, like it was aight, like it's amicable, it's amiable, it's not awkward. Awkward? Yeah, I mean, you can't go behind the goat's back. And lock in his successor without him knowing, right? There's no way that Kraft would do that, right? I don't think. I would imagine no. (laughs) But what if he did? Imagine if the hood man didn't know. Imagine if the hood man found out right around the same time we all found out. Imagine if Mayo had locked into that deal last year and worked all year knowing it, but the hood didn't. I'm just talking out loud. How hilarious would that be? I, just said the first I mean, again, pretty unlikely. I'm kind of trying to wish it into existence. However, the tone was pretty good yesterday. It was not contentious. It was not bitter. In fact, it was the opposite. I'm not sure I've ever seen or heard the hood man so relaxed. I mean, check this dude out. Full enunciation. Not mumbling. Full enunciation. Using full words completing full sentences, and actually sounding grateful. Tell me if you recognize this guy, this voice, and this vibe. There's so many fond memories and, and uh, thoughts that I you know, think about the Patriots and, and uh, I'll always be a Patriot. I look forward to coming back here. Uh, but at this time, uh, you know, we're going we're gonna to move on. And uh, I look forward and excited for the future. Uh, but always very, very appreciative of the opportunity here, the support here, uh, and, you know, the, what Robert, what you've done for me. I mean, not that crazy, crazy, over-the-top enthusiasm that you got from Peter Carroll when they fired him. But for the hood, it might as well have been the same. That was the Peter Carroll gum assassin version of the hood. I mean, there weren't just fully enunciated words, fully completed sentences, There was even a hint of emotion in his voice. 
I mean, who knew? Things were so emotional and so copacetic that during that goodbye presser yesterday, it nearly ended with Kraft and Belichick making out. So, quick question. Why is Old Trapper Beef Jerky so amazing? Let's start with the fact that it is a family-run business. A family business which stands by quality and produces the world's best beef jerky. Now, I've made this point many, many times, and I want to make it again right now. Beef jerky is not just beef jerky. I think some of you go to the store, and you reach for the beef jerky, and you think it's all the same. In fact, you might not even know what you're buying. That's a big mistake. Stop making that mistake. All beef jerky is not the same. In fact, there's nothing like Old Trapper. It is simply the best. Four mouth-watering flavors, so you can get your choice of whatever you want. Myself, I like them all the same. I bounce back and forth between each and every one of them. So you can do the same thing. They come in four-ounce bags. If you need to learn, do it that way. If you already know what you want, go with the 18-ouncer. That way there's enough for everybody. The entire unit, the entire family, the entire team. If you do not see it, ask for Old Trapper by name because no other jerky compares. Old Trapper, what is your beef? Except that apparently the hood man had a cold, which is a relief because it did spare us of one of the most horrifying images in NFL history. He's got a cold, so I'm not going to kiss him. Thank you. Yeah, the only thing more horrifying than those two dudes getting after it publicly. Well, let me just say, it's a good thing. And I'm not trying to sound like that Jags fan who has a beach house. Well, it's by the beach. You know me, I only have one impression. One impression fits all. I just do the same impression for everybody. Because I'm not good like that. You can't have a newcomer. Yeah, her. Her. This is the new laid-back hood man. It's a good thing that he didn't go in for that kiss. And you know why? Because apparently he had a cold. But you know what would have been worse than hearing Bob Kraft say, I would have kissed him, but he had a cold? Cold, so I'm not going to kiss him. I'm glad it was just a cold and not a cold sore. Boom. You feel me? See what I just did there? A cold sore. You know, like the old man having a bit of the herp. Yeah, I said it. It's Friday. What are you going to do? Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sparing all of us that horror. Thank you. Hopefully there is no making out or kissing at Gerard Mayo's intro either. I'm not saying it's not an emotional game. It is. It is. It's a very emotional game. But the hiring game doesn't need to be. At least as it relates to that. The dude does not need kisses. You know what? Mayo, he doesn't need the billionaire planting one on his lips or his cheek. He doesn't need a kiss. You know what he needs? Players. You know what he needs? A quarterback. You know what he needs? A GM. You know what he needs? Some good fortune and luck. He needs a lot of things to break right for all of this to work out. Because he just inherited the Hoodman's throne. Which means not only is he following Bill the Goat, he's inheriting the Hoodman's mess. It's not like Belichick left the cupboards full for Mayo. It's not like he left anything in the cupboard or the refrigerator. Except one gallon of rotten milk. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL playoffs, is bringing you an offer that will help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet 5 bucks on any game and get 200 instantly. How do you like that? All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use my code ROME, R-O-M-E. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, you do have to use my code ROME, R-O-M-E. The crown is yours, and you do have to be present in a state where it's lawful to wager. 
Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. I'm talking about Tom Curran, my man. Not much going on at Patriot Place these days, Tom. Are you having a hard time keeping yourself busy? Holy crap, Jimmy. We're getting too old for this. We're getting too old for it. Oh, dude, that is the absolute best. All right, so where to even start? We are getting too old for it, and holy crap, Tom, I agree with you. Listen, Bill Belichick is out. Gerard Mayo apparently is in. Before we get to Mayo, let's talk about Belichick. Obviously, Tom, you and I could spend an entire program a whole Mm -hmm. afternoon on this question, but ultimately, after going on the greatest run the sport has ever seen and probably ever will see, ultimately, how did it all come undone for Belichick? This is not how the Crafts expected it to end. Certainly, it's not how Bill expected it to end, or did the region. You know, the the worst Bill we always kind of thought was maybe six or seven wins. He, You know, Brady leaves. They go seven and nine in the year after he leaves with Cam Newton. And that's your figuring rock bottom. So when Bill had a poor season last year and made very questionable coaching staff decisions, and the Patriots said, you know what, he's close enough to Shula. He's a pain in the ass, but he's our pain in the ass. So let's up him for two more years, and hopefully he'll break that record, and then you know we'll, we'll see what is going to happen. Nobody expected four and thirteen. Nobody expected a team that would have literally six games in which they didn't score a touchdown, James. And with all the saber rattling that Robert Kraft did in the off season about expecting playoff wins and it being a business and being a production business. There was no way he could say all the things that he did and deliver all the ultimatums that he did and really not act on them with Bill. So as painful as it is for Patriots fans and as much of the celebration of Bill and all he accomplished is going on here, it just became untenuous. Untenable? Either way. I think that makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Tom Curran joining us. In time, you mentioned that he had said, listen, we – the way you laid that out, like he he's a pain in the ass, but he's our pain in the ass, and he'll get that record, then we'll figure it out. So that would suggest that there was some sort of succession plan in place. But apparently now with the, the announcement that Mayo, not the official announcement, but the report that official. he's going to be the guy, there it is official now. Yeah. There is and was a succession plan in place. Can you give me some insight into that? What exactly was promised to him, and when was it promised to him? Mayo's contract expired last offseason. He has designs on going to be a head coach someplace. And he's never accepted a coaching title here in New England because he wanted to preserve his mobility. If he became, for instance, defensive coordinator and didn't like the direction of things, he could only leave for a head coaching job. So he wanted to be able to have mobility. So he was really the linebacker's coach. He had been approached in the past to be co-defensive coordinator along with Steve Belichick. And he said, you know, it's not really how we're doing it. I know Steve's the play caller, but I'm, I'm at the front of the room. I'm kind of setting the tone for the week. I'm leading things. So I would, I'm going to pass on co-defensive coordinator. He and Steve Belichick have a great relationship, and they are symbiotic. And they've done a great job with the defense. But he never wanted a title. So when the Crafts realized, okay, we keep losing by attrition and retirement, so many coaches here and we're about to lose Gerard too if we don't make a move here last January we like him he's been an executive he's a compelling person he's extremely smart players play for him on defense we'll write a two-year contract for Gerard we're going to write a two-year contract for Bill and after two years once Bill gets past Don Shula we'll most likely be making the move to Gerard let's write it right into the contract and that's what they did and again Nobody expected four and thirteen, and really the dysfunction of the team in getting to that point and the unwatchable level of it. So, Gerard is a year earlier than anticipated. Tom Curran joining us. So, just like nobody expected that, I don't think anybody there, including Bob Kraft, expected Mike Vrabel to come free and clear and be available. I understand the plan was in place. I understand mm-hmm. that it was on the contract. What about Vrabel? Did Kraft give that a second thought? Did he give that any thought when Vrabel became clear? 
conversations I had this week indicated that they love Mike Vrabel. They think the world of him, but that they have been methodical in their planning for what they would do. And they were not going to deviate from the plan that they had put in place when they did the contract with Mayo. So had that contract not been written with that language in it, and Bill went 4-13, and but there was no direct commitment to Gerard Mayo, I don't know how that would change, my, uh, Jimmy. I, I really don't. I mean, maybe maybe they'd say, we love Gerard, but we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't at least talk to Mike. Um, I think that's absolutely worth hypothesizing. Hypo, hy- another big word out of me, hypothesizing about. But that ship has sailed. You know, since they put it in paper, you're right. Like, there's no getting around that. But if we just, like, let's play that hypothetical game. Tom, in your opinion, who would you rather have, Mayo or Vrabel? Oh, man. Full disclosure? Full. Mayo, at Bill's recommendation, was a guest of mine on my weekly show for six years as a player. And then after he retired and went into private industry, was a co-host of the same show. I've done podcasts and television shows. Full disclosure, I love Mike Vrabel. have a great relationship with him, um, but I know Mayo very well. So it's hard for me to give a non-objective opinion as to who I think would be the better head coach. I can objectively look at it and say, Mayo's got more, excuse me, Vrabel's got more experience. He's got more experience dealing with personnel departments. He's got more experience dealing with the salary cap. He's coached in playoff games. He understands the logistics of it. Gerard does not. That argues in his favor. What argues in Gerard's favor, in my estimation, is that he is the right guy at the right time who is the right age to relate to the players here and change the tenor of the organization in a way that it desperately needs to be changed. It ain't a fun place to play. We see a lot of plaudits going out on social media about all the players who love Bill, and they do. But so many of those same players will look at my face and talk about what a dink he was and how hard it was and how they couldn't wait to have X, Y, or Z happen so they didn't have to deal with it anymore. So we'll see. But there's a lot that argues for Rabel, Jim, no, no, no doubt. Tom, this is why you shouldn't mess with big words when you can use short words or small words like dink, no doubt. Which, which hit just as hard. Dink. He's a dink, man. He's a dink. It's so great. Tom Curran's joining us. So, Tom, where does that leave the Patriots in terms of a GM? Belichick, of course, handled that capacity or was in that capacity. Where do they turn now for GM? I don't know. That's one thing I don't have any intel on for you. Um, I'm presuming that generally teams, Jim, in your experience, I'm sure you could agree as well, generally teams who are going through kind of a more methodical um, rebuild of their team will keep a lot of the personnel around throughout the offseason, their personnel staff around. Matt Groh is here as the number one in the personnel department. Elliot Wolf, son of Ron Wolf, is here. A guy named Steve Cargyle who's been here. They've all done their work from August through January on the college prospects, and they have a huge draft opportunity. Do you want that brain power and data to go out the door now what do you say <laughs> yeah see you later they haven't done that great lately so i don't know which way they'll go but there's a lot to, a lot of work that's been done on the patriots behalf that is proprietary to them because it was done by their their people so that's the fascinating part because bill isn't out because he can't coach bill's out because his players weren't good enough flat out that's it i mean we can mayo all day long we can mayo Vrabel. Any McDaniels, anybody. It's the players, man. They don't have – I'm t- probably talking too long. But check this out. They don't have a quarterback. They have one running back under contract. They don't have a tight end under contract. They don't have a top-end wide receiver or a number two wide receiver. Their offensive line is a shambles. It's an expansion-level offense. And they have to go into free agency and then go into the draft and fix all that with an outstanding defense. So it's the personnel thing that's really big here. Yeah, I think. I agree with you, Tom. That's why, to me, like Gerard Mayo, I have immense respect for. You can tell he's got that it. He's a young, bright, up-and-coming guy. And and I can see where that would work. But 
his job is so difficult because not only is he following the GOAT, the GOAT left him nothing at all in the cupboard. I mean, there is no talent. They're bereft. There's a good word. They're bereft yeah. of any kind of talent, right? So that's a real problem. <laughs> Tom Curran joining us. Tom, so where does that leave Belichick? And what do you think? Because you made the point, and I agree with you. He can still coach. Where does that leave him? And what do you think the market looks like for him? I'm fascinated to hear. I mean, those requests should start coming in. Don't they have to be shared with the league? That's the thing is I'm going to have, like, post-traumatic, like, (laughs) Belichick syndrome. (laughs) I bet. Like, the the things that I'm going to find out and hear, the places in the building I'm going to be allowed to go that were before you thought you were going to take one in the back of the head if you walked too far down the hallway. My guess is it will have to be shared somehow if a request is made for Bill. Now, Bill's preference would be, yeah, you don't have to say anything. I'll just come in and visit with you. But I think some of those interviews have to be shared with the league. So Atlanta would seem to be the front runner, just based on the guy I trust in Mike Lombardi um, in his relationship with Bill and the emphatic nature of the way he said that Atlanta should come after him. So that's, that's my best guess. Would he go work with Adam Peters, who was an employee here in New England, in Washington? All of that stuff is on the table. Or would you hire a GM first and then have Bill Belichick come in and go, who are you again? Oh, yeah, I remember you. (laughs) Tom, to your point, before you go, I was going to ask you about this anyway, but I thought you set this up perfectly, that there are certain turns in that hallway that you don't want to make. You might end up with a burning slug in your head. I'm curious. Nobody's done a better job of covering this team than you. How would you describe what it's been like covering and reporting on on? Bill Belichick, about Bill Belichick, and working within the confines of the culture of a team and an organization run by Bill Belichick as a reporter. What's that been like? Uh, it's been an unbelievable privilege, Jim. You wouldn't have been talking to me if I was covering the Cardinals for the last 15 or 20 years that we've done these things. Yes, I would. Eh, I probably would have gotten sick of it and lost my job. There's a million <laughs> jobs up here because of the team's so friggin' good because Bill helped that happen. So it's been an absolute privilege. I had a, a great relationship with Bill at different junctures. It's not as as great now because in doing your job, we're across purposes in terms of how we cover the team. But it's been an unbelievable privilege. You could have been a reporter covering Lombardi's Packers in the 60s and Bill Walsh in the 80s with the Niners and still not seen as much success as I got to witness from 2000 to 2020 here. So the luckiest reporter, myself and a few others, Mike Reese from ESPN, who was here for the whole thing, um, that I can imagine. A lot thanks to a great alliance share thanks to Bill and Tom Brady. I can appreciate that response quite a bit. Tom Curran, Patriots insider for NBC Sports Boston, as mentioned, has covered that team since 1997, co-host of the Patriots Talk podcast, co-author along with Julian Edelman of Relentless, a memoir. My man, I appreciate you so much, Tom. Great to have you on. Thank you very much, and I know we'll do it again soon. In fact, I'll look for you in Vegas. That's what I was going to say. I'll see you at the Bellagio. You got it. See you at the Bellagio. (laughs) Tom Curran. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Did you know one in four car batteries is weak and needs to be replaced? O'Reilly Auto Parts will test your battery for free. If your battery needs to be replaced, our professional parts people can help you find the right super start battery for your vehicle and budget. Don't wait. Get your battery tested for free today at your local O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Mark in Hollywood. What's going on, brother? Yo, that's been a week, huh, kid? How you feel? Good, dude. I feel great. How about you? It has been a week. Yeah, not great. I want to say thank you so much to the schedule makers for putting the Eagles' funeral on Monday night for all to see. What, you can't use the Peacock paywall on that crap like you're doing with the Kansas City Rubes to rob them of their game? It's a complete crap. But, Jim, I bet you're none too happy about the rumors that Belichick could be in contention for the Chargers' job. I mean, that would be awkward. If you had to run into him around Irvine, yeah? Yeah, you see the hoodie at the Starbucks? <laughs> hey, Mr. Radio Man, what are you getting? Some of that weak nitro? Be a man and try a double shot espresso, sissy. 
or worse yet, running into hoodie at the Irvine gated community swingers parties. You know, can't you just see Belichick rolling up into the party wearing his ripped hoodie and no pants like he's Donald Duck? Uh, I'm not putting my keys in that bowl. Jesus Christ, we're on to the orgy. Oh, look, Jim Rome is here. Hey, Mr. Radio Man, I'm moving next door to Justin Herbert. I'm going to run you out of this neighborhood. Tell me how my ass tastes. But let's address the biggest news of the week. Jim, got to congratulate you on the show moving to the X. But as I'm sure you know, if you're on the X, you have to embrace the X and incorporate everything the X is known for into the show. So that means Monday, Wednesday, Friday, rather than ask the pros, to better align with the X, it's now slur the pros. And rather than the week that was, Alvy can rewind the death threats that was. You know, this is where Alvy remixes the hundreds of thousands of death threats that people make on the X to pro athletes, student athletes, peewee football athletes, refs, league commissioners, mascots, women, politicians, airlines, and Mina Kimes. And finally, instead of what's your beef, now it's the tried and true staple of the X, what's your conspiracy? And now that Aaron Rodgers is free, since ESPN gave Pat McAfee an ultimatum, McAfee decided it was best for his show to move on from Aaron. Now you can pay Rogers 200 gur per appearance so he can use your platform to accuse popular talk show hosts of being pedos and talk about how vaccines are giving people the herp. Basically, all these X-inspired changes means that from here on out, Vic and NoCal will win the smack-off every year. War the Eagles shocking the world, War Peacock crashing on Saturday night, and War Jim and Elon blasting off in the first-ever SpaceX sex rocket. Woo! This dude. You know, in today's world, it seems the best treatment is reserved for only a few. Well, Discover wants to change that by making everybody feel special. That's why with your Discover card, you have access to 24-7 live customer service, as well as $0 fraud liability, which means you're never held responsible for unauthorized purchases. Finally, no matter who you are or where you are in life, you'll feel special with Discover. Learn more at discover.com slash credit card. Limitations apply. We are joined by the big head, James Kelly. Big head bets for wildcard weekend. Head, monster, monster weekend. How you living? How you feeling about it? I'm living great, man. I feel great about this weekend. Can't wait for some good football here. How many dogs have you washed? couple dogs have been washed, but the problem is it's very, very cold outside, like negative one from tonight until Tuesday, so the dog washed is closed till then. How about the car wash? closed too cold oh the whole thing's closed oh yeah man way too cold out here break equipment can't do it okay dude so if you can't run your business and your operations how are they going to play football in that weather in kansas city i have no freaking clue you couldn't pay me enough to go to watch that football game no way how about playing in that game that might be better than going because there's gonna be some like shirtless idiots i'm sure somewhere out there that aren't running around and staying warm but them miserable horrible at least they're not running into each other yeah, true. All right, so yeah. let's get into this. We have a lot to cover. Let's do Browns it. v. Texans. An incredible matchup. A great opportunity for both. What is the latest number, and how are you playing it? Yeah, the uh, Deshaun Cosby Bowl is what I'm calling it here, where both organizations are better off without him on the field, but society is terrified he's off Jello it right now. Jello pudding pops. Yeah, don't take that pudding pop, okay? Houston is a two-point home dog. I can't believe the two of dog. you have already combined to do that 30 seconds in. That's insane. <laughs> Did, do you get with Allen, or does Allen do that on the fly? He just knows it's coming. He knows me. On the fly. Thank uh, you, Allen. Yeah, thank you, Allen. Appreciate that. <laughs> Houston is a two-point home dog. Love the Texans, but I'm going to go with the dude who called your show back in the day, Debbie's husband, Joe. Um, that guy, his last four starts, he's thrown for 300 yards in each of his ga- uh, each game while the Browns are 4-0, and one against the de- I this defense I'm of Houston. I will. I'm going to. That was my take go. on your pick, but go ahead. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. You probably will, huh? Um, he will be able to move and the football against this team. Hey, oh, if he breaks it. <laughs> we're not, we're not going to get through this segment. If no, you we're not. I'll hurry up here. Can you, can you stop stopping and just do your thing, please? Yes. 
cut down on the turnovers, Joe, because this Browns defense can keep C.J. Stroud in check. They held opponents to the second lowest pass rating and the uh, had the lowest yards per attempt in 2023. Also, C.J. has struggled the top 10 passing defenses. He's averaged 184 yards a game passing versus those teams. ATS, the Browns have only covered 28.6% of their away games, but Deb's husband has covered his last four. I think he breaks Bacon 46's record for playoff road victories and covers Cleveland minus two. You know what my reaction to that is? What's that? (laughs) Whatever. Listen, the Browns are an amazing story. I'll admit it. I thought they were dead in the water when they lost Nick Chubb for the season. And even with that great defense, I had long since forgotten about them long before Joe Flacco arrived. But then Flacco arrived. And he started doing things that even prime Flacco isn't or didn't do back in the day. It's one of the damnedest things I've ever seen. Suddenly, the Browns are actually, once again, a nice, feel-good story. A team that you can root for. And a team that is dangerous. A mm-hmm. team that could go on a run. A deep run. All of that said... Mm-hmm. No way in hell, no way in hell do I go against jungle legend Nick Casario and the Texans. C-Town, you know I have your back. Always have, always will. I pride myself on being on a national scale. One of the only national voices that goes out of its way to praise all the virtues of C-Town. You will never catch me going Joe Noah on you and talking about how it's all factories. It's all factories. And that you would never, ever go on vacation there, would I mean, you? I never heard anybody say, I'm going to Cleveland on vacation. C-Town. What's so good about Cleveland? C-Town, I will always be here for you, except this weekend. Because while I never root, ever, for anything other than something to talk about, I am all about the Texans. There is just too much jungle karma and jungle history running through that organization. And it's led by a jungle legend in GM Nick Casario, who came and gave a legendary performance this week, yes. even to the point, Head, of mm-hmm. talking about this summer's upcoming Smack Off 30. Well, it's funny. Uh, I was listening to the show last week. My brother in Smack Silk uh, happened to call into the show, and he was nailed as he normally is. So there's a lot of very talented callers. I'm going to have to spend some time in the basement here getting my material ready if I'm going to make an appearance over the summer, if, in fact, that's when you do it. So I know Left has a strong game. I know he's out for me. So a lot of respect to Left. I'm sure he'll call in <laughs> as a result of this. But I'm going to have to just make sure that I do my homework and get in the basement, make sure I listen to the show during the course of the year, get some good material. Um, maybe you can get our boy Darko on the show after his performance here last night. You know, Alan did a great job with that mix, Alan. so great job to you, Alan, getting the, uh, the, the show ready this morning. But uh, it's always fun to listen to the show, Jim. I, I really appreciate just the relationship, and I'm locked into the show as much as I'm locked into football, but there's always time for the jungle. So I'll have to pick my spots. I'll be very uh, shrewd and judicious about um, whether or not to make the appearance, but you know, I appreciate the ticket, and we'll see if this is the year we put it to use. Yeah, because I'm going to pick against that guy. Amazing. That, right? The hell I am. I mean, I, I don't care what the line is. Texans plus two. Texans minus two. Texans off the board altogether. Does not matter to me. I ride with the legend. Nick Casario and his crew. Loyalty still matters. Nick is loyal to the program. I am loyal to him and his team. Texans plus two. All right, two teams who are not who we thought they were ahead, colliding in frozen KC. Chiefs, Dolphins, what's the number? What are you doing with it? Man, had Miami protected that lead v. Buffalo on Sunday, they'd be playing in a close to 80-degree weather this week. Now, Willie Warmers are packed, and they are headed to Arrowhead. The number has moved to 4.5, KC minus 4.5 because of the weather, and it's a Florida team. And a team who gets fat on beating up on ass, as we know, they scored 35.5 points. Uh, versus teams 500 or worse, 17.6 points against teams over 500. Tua also had zero 300-yard games this season against those above 500 teams, seven touchdowns to six interceptions. But they can run the football, something the second-ranked KC defense struggles to stop. And on the other side of the ball, the Dolphins have uh, lost several edge rushers through the last month. But the good news here for them is uh, they're playing the Chiefs tackles, and they got a Wendy Williams situation where they're don't. leaking air at both don't. spots. Alan? Wendy, both spots. Don't, right Alan. Left. She's not low. Alan? That's their tackle situation right there. Thank you, Alan. Accurate. 
Add the fact that the receivers can't catch in warm weather, let alone cold weather, and the Dolphins' defense Alan has gotten can't a takeaway. In perfect weather. In perfect weather. Alan's Alan ears don't work. Go ahead. Take away. 11 straight games for the Dolphins' defense. I'm going Miami plus oh, four and a half on the not. road. Yes, I am. You are not. Mikey me, Mikey McDaniel. Oh, right here. wow. All right, so to your point, I'm a little shocked. A few weeks back, Miami had the chance to get that number one seed and a first-round bye. Instead, they lose their last two games. They don't win the division. They start their playoff journey in ice-cold Arrowhead, the last place they want to be. Trust me, I've been there. I've seen the elements. Just standing on that field for a little under an hour nearly killed me a few years back. <laughs> and no one was coming off the edge trying to knock me out either. I'm still not right from that day. I don't think I ever will be. Have fun with that, Miami player and coach and fan. Look, I understand the Chiefs are not what they once were. Nobody can deny that, but they do still have Patrick Mahomes. They do still have Andy Reid. Miami is busted the hell up. I think you understated that. I know you touched on that. Mm -hmm. They are busted the hell up. And normally there is no answer for their incredible team speed except for this week. You want to know how you prevent Miami from making it a track meet. You make them run in zero degree temps. This is reportedly going to be one of the coldest games in NFL history. This is where the Chiefs live. I do not see them losing a wild card game at home. Not only that, I'm comfortable enough to lay the points. Chiefs minus four and a half. Nice. All right, so you and I are on the opposite sides of a couple. Let's talk about the next one. Both the Steelers and Bills are playing some of their best ball when it matters most. You can get double-digit points in this one. Mm-hmm. Head if you want it. The question is, do you want it? What's your play here? What's the number and what's your play? So I'm still all about the Mafia getting to the Super Bowl. I think they win here. But yeah, I'll you take are because the... you got them at plus 2,500, right? Hell yes. I love them. I, I think they're going to do that. But here, I think they win. But I'll take the now 10 points and go Pittsburgh. Uh-oh. That's a lot of points, and it could be an ugly game. Wind gusts up to 50 miles an hour, possibly 18 degrees, few things. The Pittsburgh strength on O is their run blocking. I love me some Jalen Warren, and the Bills gave up 4.4 yards per carry to running backs this season. And over the last three games, the Steelers have ran for 156.7 yards per. They also do not turn the football over. Second fewest giveaways in the NFL this season. Mason Rudolph has thrown zero interceptions, and the Steelers have also forced six turnovers in the three wins he started. And as we know, my Josh Allen does have uh, 22 turnovers. On the season, that guy right there. But by no means, Mafia, am I saying your season um, has gone down a hole and you're covered in feces. Relax, Rick, Terry, love you all. But I'll say somehow, some way, the Steelers cover plus 10. Very interesting. You know, per usual, the it's not always the best team that wins it all, but the hottest team that wins it all. Right now, nobody is hotter than Buffalo. And they went from seemingly dead at 6-6. Six and six. They end the year winning five in a row. They play all the way up into the two seed. And now they're a threat once again. However, I do want to give the Steelers some credit. They are playing some of their best ball when it matters most. Give Mason Rudolph some credit. This is the best that offense has looked all year long. I mean, it's a given. The Steelers' best is not going to beat Buffalo's best. Hell, the Steelers' best is not even going to beat a B effort by Buffalo. But the question is, are you comfortable laying 10 points in a game like this? I'm not. You clearly are not. But I will. I just want to go against you on everything, Head. I'm <laughs> going to lay so. the points. Bills minus 10. Beautiful. You and I have never been on the opposite side of so many games. Wild Let's get weekend. to the juicy. Yep. It's a wild card weekend. Mm-hmm. Juicy, spicy stuff. Packers at Cowboys. Big Mike trying to avoid another big, big letdown, especially against his former team. Got to hear it from you. What's the number? What are you doing with it? Quick question. Since it's technically the playoffs, is a certain commercial jingle still banned, or can we make an exception for postseason here? Because if I'm going with the jingle, I'm going with uh, the bro there, Big Mike McCarthy, and laying the seven points at home. Yes, Jordan What's Love one, is legit. What are you doing, dude? What are you I going can, with that? Could we maybe have the jingle played? No. Because, no? It's postseason play. Because it's the playoffs? Yes. It, it's because it's the playoffs, I'm going to make an exception for that. I think so. You both are morons. You're imbeciles. Alan, Alan, do you want to go down into that feces hole with him? Keep doing what he asked you to do. You wouldn't be in a porta potty jumping. If, if you weren't you, doing what James Kelly told you to do. If James Kelly told you to jump off a bridge, would you, Alan? Very no, no, no. 
Go ahead. Go Jordan ahead, loves, James. Love him. Uh, since week 12, he's completed over 70% Good. of his Good. The passes. two of you will be spending a lot of time together working uh, somewhere else. 1,800 yards passing, 16 touchdowns to one interception on the season, 32 touchdowns. Infuriating. But Dak's been better, and Dak's playing at home where the Cowboys have been elite. They've won 16 straight at Jerry's crib, and Dak's offense has scored 37.4 points per game there this season. That's the highest scoring offense at home since the 2014 Green Bay Packers led by A1C Mike. I think Dak lights up Joe Barry's D. Their biggest worry might be the Packers' running game. Last three games, the Pack have averaged 154 yards a game rushing. But as you know, Jim, this isn't the sissy challenge on Sunday. It's the playoffs. Cowboys minus seven. You want to know something? I I didn't hear a word you said except for who you picked. And I'm literally so pissed at both of you right now that I'm going to go the other way just to spite you and not even do any analysis. Packers plus seven. Packers plus seven. All right, so now you and I have picked four games or three games differently. Okay. What about the next one? Rams v. Lions. Everybody loves the matchup. Which way are you going? Tell me so I can go the other way, no matter how I actually feel. Okay, I'm taking the three points in the Rams here. Lots and lots of offense. Since week 11, Sir Matthew Stafford has averaged 270 yards passing, which would rank first in the NFL over an entire season. His offense has averaged over 400 yards in that time. Now, Jared Goff, since week 10, his offense has cranked out 398 yards of total offense. Both teams are efficient as hell in the red zone on offense, but... I can't get past the fact that Sir Nick Mullins lit up the Lions secondary for 807 yards in the two games he's played in the last three weeks, and the fact that the Lions' red zone D ranks 29th, which is huge considering the Rams can't kick field goals, and Brett Maher, Mar, whatever the hell his name is, he's back kicking again. Just, I was going to do it. Yeah. Allen beat me to it. Go ahead. Just make your extra points, uh, you dick you, Allen. Uh, love Cannibal. But he's not Sean McVay, Sam Jackson, ATS. We're going against Cannibal, who really, he might be the GOAT here in ATS, but ram it, Sam Jackson. We're going Rams plus three. See, the thing about this is I agree with most everything you just said, and I love the Rams. I really do. I love the Rams. I do too. And as much as I like Campbell, I like Sean McVay a hell of a lot more in this spot. But I'm not feeling good about you at all today, dude. <laughs> so even though I was going to pick the Rams, I'm not now. I'm going to take the Lions. I'm going to take the Lions at home, and I'm going to lay the three, and for one reason and one reason only. Not because I think I'm going to win the bet, but because I'm sick of you today, Head. I'm being That's real with you, all right? I'm just being real. I appreciate I'm picking that. against you based on a personal <laughs> issue that I have with you. You got on the wrong side of me today, Head. And stop dragging Allen and the show down with you. I apologize. You, yeah, sure you don't. You apologize for absolutely nothing. I know you, dude. You've never apologized. Give me all your picks. Run them back. Browns minus 2.5 at Texans. Dolphins plus 4.5 at Chiefs. Steelers plus 10 at Bills. Cowboys minus 7. Packers. Uh, Rams plus 3 at Lions. I think since you and I are on the wrong side of every single pick, one of us is going to have a good weekend and one of us is going to have a bad weekend. <laughs> all right, Head. Hopefully it warms up. Hopefully you get to watch a dog. Have a great weekend, dude. See ya. Thanks. <laughs> Welcome to the jungle. My name is Jim Rome. What a wild day this is. Bit of a come down the day after the end of the NFL regular season because it's all over for a bunch of teams. And then after that, the heads start to roll. If you're I'm getting, getting ready, ready for work right, right now, right now probably not. Ron Rivera or Arthur Smith. Yeah! Then you got the Bills Mafia. You know where the Bills Mafia was at 4.45 a.m. Where are you? The freaking Buffalo Airport, of course. Yeah, I know. Of course, Bill's Mafia was at the airport. They have no jobs, right? Man, we got an interception to the one-yard line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, if we would have scored, would it still would have been disrespectful? How is a pick six different than faking a kneel down and punching it in? He literally asked that question. My favorite Jameis moments ever. Jameis is going down as a New Orleans legend. Jameis is like, the hell with that. I could care less about the Falcons feeling. I understand that. You can read his lips. You hear that beep, sound. That beep. That's the sound beep, of the beep, Eagles backing beep. into the playoffs. We've had all had to deal with and we know how to get the up. The Eagles' entire season is an escape room. Escape They're room. like desperately banging on the walls, screaming for the escape room escape customer room. service to come let them the hell out. I specialize in identifying ass, Jim, and the offenses this Michigan defense has played, for the most part, have been ass. UNLV is the best offense they've faced to sit statistically. Touchdown, Michigan! 
Michigan. You see, I'm not going to take anything away from this team because they were clearly the best team in the country this season. Frankly, this team is so good, I don't even understand why they felt the need to cheat in the first place. Thousands of confetti tells a story. There's a story in every one of those. He's so confetti. I was once actually the front page of a newspaper, and then somebody cut me up. After getting all the scrutiny about the cheating, Michigan winning their natty, you know, in the same town that hosts the Astros, that's incredible. Hey, bro, stand back. I got something for you. Certainly Duke is dude. He made the most obvious point ever. That's incredible. This has to lob it up, and it's intercepted. Michael Penix Jr. did not bring any big Penix energy. You know what he brought last night? Big NFL backup energy. energy. He's going to bring that big NFL backup. Greg McElroy is joining us. I think he was seeing ghosts last night. Huge. I'm actually making my first phone call to the jungle sober. What? Oh, I can't believe they did that to Dennis. No, 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 no. It's screw Atlanta. Hey, Atlanta, tell me how my ass takes. Troy Palomalo is my guest. They're probably the same fans that are saying, get rid of Ben, too. (laughs) Uh, And me. Come on home to your alma mater, Mike. Breathe some fresh air down there so we can get rid of Coach Finesse. I mean... Uh, Ryan That's Day. Outrageous. What happened tonight? This is completely BS. What this an is absolute shame. masterful shame performance. Love that. I loved everything about that. The ref show unfortunately travels. It's not exclusive throws. to the Shield. You know the ref show keeps a private, keeps a private jet. jet. It's a complete crap. Here is what Kawhi Leonard had to say about a reported new extension. <laughs> like I said, good work if you can get it. Bomber's like, good, good, good. There's only so much money you can spend on toilets. Toilets! Casario joining us. My brother in smack silk was nailed. I know Left has strong game. I know he's out for me. Maybe you can get our boy Darko on the show after his performance here last night. You know, Alan did a great job with that mix. There's always time for the jungle. There's so many fond memories. And, Frankly, you know, today is the so end of a era, era, era. And era. this sport will never, ever be the same. Football, honestly, because of what has transpired over the past 24 hours. Three all-time greats. Rat poison. I got a beef with television programs, man. I can barely hear what I'm watching. Turn it up a little bit. Then the commercials come on and blast me out of my seat. So they call me the gully man, and I'm 67 years old. Come on! Thank you, Alvin. If you come in Sioux Field with a Matthew Stafford jersey on we got problems with you the beef i have is with bike lanes every time i turn a corner there's a new bike lane my truck doesn't even fit on the road anymore mark in hollywood if you're on the x you have to embrace the x and rather than the week that was alvi can rewind the death threats that was I will or kill jim you. and elon blasting off in the first ever spacex sex rocket not much going on at patriot place these days tom holy crap jimmy we're getting too old for this we're getting too old for it it just became untenuous untenable can we maybe have the jingle played no no it's postseason play because it's the playoffs yes because it's the playoffs i'm gonna make an exception for that to diabetes but i'm rome i'm ghost that's outrageous we're on to the orgy you can read his lips he's a tough-minded sucker beep 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 do we regret for scoring 41 points on them? Anytime one of you clones says, hear me out, I immediately tune you out. Dude is washing dogs now. But it's not good news. That father time's a dick. Thanks, Romy. Appreciate you. I look forward to catching up soon. Good night now! Good night now!